0: I think I said it at both uh, the Masses I had yesterday. Um, so often we have a very elementary uh, understanding of the, the uh, especially the Old Testament, we might have more in the New Testament. Uh, yesterday we heard from the book of Jonah, and it's a, uh, just a brief part, and most most of the time our knowledge of Jonah just kind of ends with the, uh, the whale, the story of the, the whale, and that's only maybe even a quarter of the story. Today, this passage that we have, and it's the first Thursday of, of Lent every year, uh, from the book of Esther, uh, is one that might seem completely out of context, and especially when uh, it might be a little grating, if you don't know the story, why she would pray, uh, give me per- persuasive words in the presence of the lion, and turn his heart to hatred for our enemy, aren't we? That, that's a little braving if we are not familiar with this story of Esther. Um, so indulge me a min- minute while I tell the story real quick, because I think it helps us to understand. Esther was a orphan. Uh, she, uh, um, during the Babylonian or, um, um, exile anyway, she, uh, her uncle raised her in the, in the practice of the faith at one point, um, the king um, he grew dissatisfied with his queen, Vishta, and basically dismissed her and wanted a new queen to take her, her her spot, and there at this time there the kings had many wives and consorts and various other things, uh, but he wanted a new one, and so he had, for lack of a better phrase, kind of a beauty passion, and Esther was raised up as a queen. But because of the whole circumstances of kings and queens, the whole, their whole relationship, that uh, the queen was only called into the presence. And part of the reason Vishta was, was dismissed is because she would not come into the king's presence. He had asked for her to come in and to kind of entertain his, his courtiers, and she would not go, and so she was dismissed. But a queen could not go into the presence of the king without being called for. And if she was called for, she had to go. It was it an was, uh, odd relationship. Uh, just as a side note, the only ones that can go in, into the king's presence without being called for was the queen mother. Why? Because the king only had one mother, and so he had to respect her. So. You can do a little little thought about if Christ is our King, Mary is our Queen Mother. That's why she can go into the presence of our King. But Esther, uh, there and living in the palace, received word from her uncle that there was a wicked man who was setting up to destroy the people of Israel that were in captivity, were in uh, or at least exile that he was going to, they were writing papers to set a date to destroy, to kill, and especially her uncle itself. And her uncle reminded Esther, perhaps it was a time for this, such as this, that you were put where you are. So she was told, basically, you need to go into the presence of the king. And she said, well, he has not called for me. You need to go into the presence of the king, but he's going to kill me. You need to do this. And so she prays this prayer, as we pick up, and of course it is literally her life in her hands. If she goes into the presence of the king and if he's in a foul mood, she's dead. Not just dismissed, but dead. If she goes and he's in a good mood, perhaps she has a chance. So she goes in after making this prayer, she goes in, well, first, I should back up. She asked all uh, through her uncle that they would pray, that everyone would pray. But she and her, her, uh, her um, assistants, or the maidens that assisted her, prayed this prayer. She goes into the presence of the king. She finds him in a good mood. She invites him to a dinner party along with a wicked one who was going to... Uh, basically execute her uncle and, and um, make this order to uh, real. Um, the king comes and the plan is revealed and the her enemy is is shaken. The king is shaken. He walks off in disappointment in, in the one that he put his trust in and when he comes back, he sees that the enemy has taken Esther and it looks like he is basically forcing her, himself on her, and he's put to death on the very gallows that he had set up for Mordecai, her uncle. With that in mind, it helps us to make sense that the church or, or the, uh, the, um, the people that put the Old Testament together uh, included this in, in there purposely because it shows the power of prayer. Esther received courage through her prayer. She perhaps didn't, uh, again sometimes we think if we pray it changes God's mind, God's mind is unchanging, but sometimes when we pray what we do is we put our our wills in line with God's will, and she enters that court of the king with profound courage, with uh, a courage that allowed her to Speak what she needed to say. And as she's through that dinner party, she did what she needed to do in a very powerful way, in a way that perhaps she wouldn't have been able to do had she not prayed. And so often with with prayer, as I said on Tuesday, we we see prayer as transactional. And I got a little email uh, devotional uh, um, today that said uh, exactly that. And I thought, well, isn't that nice? Uh, but we see prayer as transactional, and I said on, on Tuesday, it's really relational. That we don't just simply put in our time and God gives us what we want, but rather we, when we align our wills to God's will, we grow in deeper relationship with him and we see how, what we need to do. And today in this gospel passage, Jesus tells us, Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And I find that important for us to remember because so often when it comes to prayer, sometimes, not us perhaps, but uh, so many in our world, ask but they don't know who they're asking. They seek but they don't know what they're looking for or better yet, who they're looking for. And they knock, not really having trust that there's somebody on the other side who's going to open the door to them. Esther knocked, knowing who was on the other side, not knowing his mood, perhaps, but knowing who was on the other side, and trusting that she would find him there. When we knock in prayer, do we trust that we're going to find God there? And as I already said, God is unchanging. God is love. God is forgiving. God haunts us in his presence. So not only do we knock and the door open to us, but we're welcomed even in a better way than Esther could have even possibly hoped. We are welcomed. For scared though, we have the Queen Mother, and she'll go with us.